Welcome to another episode of Moments That Rock with me, your host, Tony Michaelidis. We're part of the Pantheon group of podcasts and each week, music industry insiders and artists themselves share in moments that rocked their world. This guy has met a lot of people along his journey. His name is Andy Wood. And guess what? Here he is. When I was 15, the first gig I ever went to was to see my favourite band of the time, which is a UK band called Slade. Hugely successful in their day, filling, a chas- filling some of a chasm left by the, the Beatles. And these guys were getting consecutive straight in at number ones, things like um, Squeeze Me to Please Me, Come On Feel the Noise, I think, um, was covered in the States. And Merry Christmas to Everybody, which uh, is played every year in the UK uh, still. It was a great concert, and for a first gig, it was quite amazing. The opening band, which nobody had ever heard of, was Phil Lynott's Thin Lizzy, who were amazing. Then Susie Quattro with Devilgate Drive, and then Slade were just, you know, as a 15-year-old, I think he even had half a pint of beer. It was That was a moment that rocked. And these guys, I never felt they went as far as they deserved to, but, but they were always early heroes of mine. I still think Noddy Holder has got one of the best razor-sharp voices of all time. So you can imagine how I felt when I was going back up north on a train, sat in first class, because we were doing all right business-wise in the smoking area back in the day. And Noddy Holder gets on the train. And he goes and sits in the non-smoking compartment where I can see him, and I'm thinking, do I accidentally go and sit opposite him? If I did, what what do I say? You know, somebody like that. But this is never going to happen again. What do I do? And I bottled it. I just just sat in my own cubicle, smoking my cigarettes and thinking, well, you're a bit of a wimp. You can't even get up and sit in a different seat. At which moment, Noddy Holder gets up and comes and sits across me and says, I've run out. Can I have one of your cigarettes? <laughs> it was a two-hour train journey and he was some of the best company i've ever had he gave us loads i was managing a young band at the time and he gave us loads of great uh, advice and just um just an absolute top fella um and that for me was enough to meet somebody like that and for them to turn out to be an even greater personality than than, than you thought and just so down to earth Fast forward a couple of years ago, I was doing a gig because I, 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 you know, started off on drums, but I played double bass and a bit of guitar. And I was doing a gig at a place called The Robin, um, which is well known in um, sort of the Wolverhampton area. Uh, kind of everybody on the way up and the way down has played there. And we were very fortunate that through a friend of mine who was supporting Joe Brown, which is the first act the Beatles ever supported. Joe Brown is in his 80s, still going. He's... Uh, He's a top guy and puts on a great show. So it's a huge privilege and honour to to support him. And we practice and practice and practice to the state where we kind of looked and sounded better than we really were. Anyway, I come off and my my girlfriend, Jill, says, you'll never guess who's in the audience. And I said, well, no, uh, Noddy Holder. Come to see Joe Pratt. I thought, oh, my God, he's the first guy I, I ever saw live. And I got introduced to him again. I said, look, you won't remember the train journey, but you were great with this conversation. You, you, you smoked all my cigarettes. He goes, I'm sorry, I don't remember it. But it sounds like me. <laughs> Talk about full circle. That was uh, that was a moment that rocked.
One of the people that Peter Gabriel introduced me to almost by coincidence was uh, Kevin Godley. Uh, Kevin Godley of Godley and Cream fame and uh, 10CC. If you don't know um, the, the name of the, 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 the band or the production outfits, you will have come across his uh, work like 10CC's most famous track was I'm Not In Love, hugely underrated band of the the 70s uh, in the UK, and uh, Godly and Cream had lots of hits. Uh, then they're, they're very arty guys. They turned their hands um, together. Then Kevin on his own to some major pop videos for The Police, for U2, the surviving members of uh, The Beatles, and many, many more. Famous, <laughs> interestingly named Godfather, if you like the pop video, because with Godly and Cream, he did videos for The Police, U2, even the surviving um, three Beatles with... Um, uh, an old track of Lennon's called Free as a Bird. Uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, re- really the bee's knees in terms of video production, Kevin. And a very successful musician in 10CC. Most people will have heard 10CC's I'm Not In Love and probably a really underrated band. Anyway, another slight coincidence. I was getting on a trail to London from Bath, where his old box in Bath, where his studios are. And Kevin Godley gets on the train. And Kevin and Peter, really good friends. Kevin at the time lived in Wiltshire. And I was working in the field of facial animation back then. Um, so the company that I was uh, CEO of was largely based out of Manchester and uh, Santa Monica in the States. And we did a lot of the facial animation for a lot of the big video games. So Grand Theft Auto. Uh, we also did some um, films like the, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. And definitely, you know, the guys doing that are still today at the uh, the forefront of um that that science anyway this captivated kevin i was captivated by him because he's lovely and his work is um stunning so we kind of hit it off immediately he invited me after the meetings i had in london to go to studio where he's working on a video for uh katie mellower at the time and things clicked kevin came up with this idea called whole world band which really uh, it ended up winning maybe eight eight awards, big awards, but it was really ahead of its time again where musicians could go online and play with other musicians in real time, a bit like a more complex version of the duets that people do on TikTok nowadays. Um, but the idea was to construct tracks, and it was great because Kevin was a great musician himself, had a great roller deck, so, so people came up with videos uh, of them playing like, like we got to meet Ronnie Wood at his house who was a champion fella and showed me that's a moment that rock he showed me round his guitar collection so this is the one I did Maggie May on this is my workhorse in the stones just incredible and we got to to film him very very likable um chap and his house is full of all his um artwork lots of paintings of the, the stones and Keith Richard in particular um so, so th- that project really started to go places kevin filmed um some of the guys from u2 again taylor hawkins provided a video um and th- this uh really got the place to go somewhere you're listening to andy hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Put on Moments That Rock, and you'll be right back after this. Kevin had done a lot of work with you too. He moved to Ireland during this time. And uh, in a meeting with Bono, I said to him that this would be a great device for um, the creation of the World Cup. This is when it was in Africa, the World Cup song, because all sorts of diversities and ethnicities could contribute. Um, so Bono made some introductions to some pretty senior people at FIFA and um, the record label. And it was on. It was on that, that, you know, with some of the celebrities, um, famous musicians we were working with, together with uh, anybody whose performance was uh, uh, appropriate and accomplished enough, would get to be on the World Cup um, theme. Now, I had some really good lawyers at the time called Sheridan's who gave great advice. And they said, look, there's sort of like eight months to go. You're going to be lucky to move this monolith. They've probably got a big artist like Beyonce or Shakira uh, lined up to do this, and they're probably not going to forsake the promotion, promotional or commercial value. The, the date came, the more apparent it was. The, the, there, were, there was too much left to chance for a big major label to um, to hang its hat on. So we got the kind of Dear John letter, very pleasant, well put from the CEO saying, look, you, you know, really rate what you're doing. It's great. 
but we have to back something that we know is guaranteed here. So we go with one of our artists, but we, we wish you all the very best uh, and thank you. And, and sorry, Kevin, as many creative people are, was beside himself, distraught with this. I think I was perhaps a bit more accepting, having been a bit more involved in the commercial world. Uh, and so I so said, look, you know, we did great. We're on these people's radar, uh, the things going great guns. You know, we've got a great relationship there. So, so maybe we can leverage that for the future or something good will come of it. Kevin, again, was utterly distraught. And he said, no, no. I want to write back back to them and push back. And I said, well, maybe we're better being gracious. No, no, we should we should push back. And, and you know, I'm not having this. I can't treat us like this. Well, actually, they've treated us really well. Kevin drafted this letter that he wanted those involved to collaborate on with the working title of Dear C-U-N-T. That was the file name. We had a couple of advisors that that tempered it down, if you like, myself included. I changed it more with a view to, well, you know, what can we do together in the future? This was always a long shot. And eventually we got the letter in a form um, that that was acceptable to Kevin and myself. Uh, And he'd been over, we'd flown over from Ireland, we'd be meeting in Manchester. Uh, And we'd signed off the letter and obviously changed the, uh, the title to Dear Richard. And uh, it, it was sent to the um, the CEO of Sony Music. And I get a phone call from the head of marketing of Sony Music. And he said, uh, oh, hi, Andy. Why does Kevin think Richard's a cunt? <laughs> I was like, oh, no. You can see the kind of sweat dripping off me onto my, my keyboard. Um, it's, it's like, he doesn't. He doesn't, I say. He, you know, where have you got that from? He said, well, it was a, the, the the title of the file. So what had happened is that Kevin had changed everything, but with the covering email, there was still an old title of, of the Word document, which had gone straight to the person in question. I have this little portfolio by accident of what I call celebrity pissing stories. And the first time this happened, one of a number, is um, at an awards ceremony, and the host was uh, an English talk show host called Jonathan Ross. And I happened to go and stand next to him at the urinals by complete coincidence. And I said to him, I've never peed next to a celebrity before. And he looked down at himself and he looked at me and he said, you're not now, <laughs> which I thought was very quick-witted. Um the next time th- th- this happened was I-, I was in a hotel in London. Uh, I think it's called the Landmark in Marleybone, which is well known for music people. I had a meeting um, there. And in the se- same bar were Sex Pistols signing a contract to reform and do what I think became known as a Filthy Lucre tour. So they were all there. Glenn, Glenn Matlock, the original bass player, Steve Jones, Paul Cook and uh, John Lydon, Johnny Rotten. So it happens again. I get up and go to the loop and Johnny Rotten is in there. Now, let me tell you, Johnny Rotten washes his hands and dries them um, after um, doing the business. And I said to him, so you guys are reforming. And he said, and your name is? And I said, 
Andy? And he said, well, Andy, the answer to your question is yes. And then through the paper towel, he was driving, driving his hands on, perfect shot into the bin and walked out, leaving me feeling like a complete idiot. I was in a restaurant with a number of people, um, having had a successful promotion of the video game Mortal Kombat. We were celebrating. The restaurant was called The Riverside in Fulham. All stainless steel, um, open kitchen, so you could see one, one of the first of its its type in my experience. And we went in, I guess PR companies speak to each other and, and they tip off um, each other who's going. So we walked in and... Uh, somebody called John Burt was there, who at the time was ahead of the BBC. And then uh, another table was Dave Stewart and his then wife, Siobhan Fahey from Burt Rama and Shakespeare. The, the, the stakes went up a bit, go towards our table, and there's Shirley MacLaine with somebody. So it really was full of big, big hitters. Anyway, before the meal comes, up I go, go to the loo and the door bangs open. And I turn round, and it's Jack Nicholson. And I just said, fucking hell, I've seen The Shining. You shouldn't do that to people. And the guy just stares into your uh, your eyes, puts his hands uh, on his hips, and big belly laugh. Great guy. Very communicative, interested in me. He was over to watch the tennis at um, Wimbledon. R- really nice chap. I was just stood there washing my hands. And then after he'd used the urinal, he then said, um, anyway, I've got to go and use the jar now. And um, and tapped his nose. <laughs> so I went in, joined my party, saying nothing. Jack makes an almighty entrance with two rather beautiful females, one on each side. And I say nothing to, to my colleagues, one of which has to be said, is something of a celebrity sycophant. And um, so I said nothing. Right at the end of our meal, we finished because we were there earlier than Jack did. I went over to him and I shook his hands and I said, uh, you know, you scared the life out of me. And he said, just as long as I didn't scare the pee out of you. <laughs> and uh, the, the people I was with were saying, how do you know him? What do you say? What, what do you do? It was 10 years until I told them all I was doing was washing my hands in the loo. So there you are, Andy's celebrity pissing stories. Oh, and by the way, if you ever go in a gents with a celebrity, they always use the uh, cubicles when they stand up. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that fantasy points has to offer. That's fantasypoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. Fantasypoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 